Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. What's Rob? And can you say Josh Whittacombe? Josh Whittacombe. What's Josh and the Whittacombe? They're people. There we go. Lots of questions. Yeah, a perfect delivery. A couple of questions at the end. The guys guys switched on. Who was that? So, hi, this is Rebecca Tomlin, Becky, sorry, should I say, who writes, love the podcast. You've overtaken the Ramses for me. Open brackets, sorry, close brackets. No need to be sorry. (laughs) This is my daughter, Ruby, three and a half. Very rarely does anything requested, so this was a pure fluke. Can't figure out how to send this on Instagram, so it'll probably never get read out, but worth a shot. Had something read out on Shag, Married, etc. So here's it. All right, let's not bring up the Ramses twice, mate, but there we go. Talking about the competitors. We're not competitors. We're just free-thinking artists expressing ourselves twice a week. Exactly. It's all, it's all a big family, the podcast world. That's a nice one. That was good, that. Very that good was really delivery. really strong, I thought. Um, nice Very Becky. good delivery. Becky with an I or a Y? Becky with a Y. Do you know what? I, that's, a really, that's, my, that's my little bit of banter. Because I, I do go to banter. Oh, Becky with an I-E. Oh, my God. That's too much. Becky. I... Um, when the people are, if sometimes the people ask for an autograph, I say, "Who do I make it out to?" And they'll say, "Like um, Becky." I go, uh, "Becky with a B," and oh, they get lovely. so confused. Lovely, lovely. They're like, oh, "Yeah, on. obviously." And I'm like, "Oh, I am a laugh." There you go. Uh, Five pounds. Even when I'm not on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, my, the signed books. Well done, by the way, Josh Winnicombe, Sunday Times bestseller. How how could I not bring it up straight away? Well, Rob, it how was... does it feel to be up there in the chance with that book about the Normans? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't for a day. Do you oh, want to know the... Uh, what happened? No, but you in, I saw your Instagram. I was you number were... 11. I was number 11 during the week. And you went down the, the shops? Bought a lot. No, well, what happened, Rob? They, they, my publisher went and the, the numbers came out. My publisher mm. phoned me and they said, um, you missed the top 10 by, uh, by 59 copies. Oh, come on. And then the next day, it yeah. turned out that Taskmaster had been reclassified as a quiz book. And I was in the top 10. Re- recount, recount. You got a recount. Well, they, my publisher just made a mistake, and Taskmaster didn't qualify, so there I was. Oh, so so what? What what's what is the bestseller list? Is it all books? 
is non-fiction books, and then there's fiction, you see. And then what is it? And then there's a quiz? Because the fiction the, and the quiz books, they don't get to be in a chart. The quiz must be non-fiction. Let's not dwell on that, Rob. Yeah, but the, yeah, but... One of the things in a chart is a non, non-fiction chart is a book of drawings about a fox that's friends with a mole and a horse and a human. So that's not non-fiction, oh, what kind of in my view. Perverts reading that. <laughs> so, yeah, but the quiz book, it, it, that must be non-fiction. I'm not going to question them if they want to disallow Taskmaster, Rob. <laughs> okay. But you're in, anyway, top ten. There we go. Done. <laughs> Thank yes. You. Thank you to everyone so much for buying it. Yeah. Um, genuinely, um, you then feel like, you know, I was very, very excited and I was yeah. very, very happy. And then I thought, why do I care so much? What's wrong with me? What is this deep hole in my soul that meant that this mattered to me? Because I know it really matters to you. And it, and it also it matters, you know, when anyone does anything, you want it to do well. But I did get the feeling that you wanted it a little bit too much. And then I did. I, I, know, I knew you was going to get it. I always had faith. But I also knew that when you did get it, you would have no feeling whatsoever inside. Exactly. I'm dead inside. Do you know what the problem is? You instantly feel guilt for caring. And you feel like, why am I such a a vacuous person? The constant cycle of anxiety. I want that. If I get that, I'll feel better. Oh, you got it. Why did you want it, you pathetic little rat? What is wrong with me? That's that's how people live their life. That's why people need promotions. And you'll do another book. You have to sell more than the first one. And it never ends. And then we all die. That's just life, babe. It is, it is, but that's why it's better not to care, Josh. Anyway, but saying oh, no, but that, you, know what? you cannot let me not get in that top ten now, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Come has. on, people, it has to happen. Right. Anyway, well done. But let's not get talk Thank about you. books too much. No, people no, get no, no, no. Let's no, talk about no, parenting. No. But well, well done. I should say that. Anyway. How's been your? Thank you, Robert. Yeah. How's been your parenting week? Well, I tell you what, guy. We had to implement a new bedtime strategy. We've revolutionised oh, yeah. bedtime. You taking your pants off again, Rob? <laughs> yeah, pants are off. They're staying in bed somehow. Yeah, it's longer. <laughs> um, no, basically they were just. We had. We didn't realise, but we had such an archaic, out of date bedtime policy. Because we've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, right? And they we get them up fairly early. That we've got, we leave the house about eight in the morning to get them dropped off. Mm. Okay, um, and that's going to have to be even earlier if we move next year, which we plan on doing. Um, they'll have to be leaving at seven thirty a.m. in the morning, yes. which is an early early start for kids. Yes. But what we were doing was we were bathing them at six p.m. and then they were in their pajamas, and then they play upstairs for a little bit. The iPads on the weekend, not in the week. That's the rule. Yeah, and then. Then we'd like get them into bed. But then what would happen was we'd bath them and calm them down. But then they'd go mental because they weren't going to sleep before seven and sometimes before eight. So they'd just be upstairs going mad for two hours, constantly coming up, coming down. So what we did do is we pushed it all back a bit and we started now bath time seven. Oh, that is an hour of play in bed by half seven, asleep by eight, which is a much calmer, nice way of doing it rather than pretending they're going to be at sleep by half six, which is never going to happen. I, I wonder that because it's like when do, I don't remember like the be- bedtimes must creep later and later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, don't, I don't really know what the rules are. What's your bedtime? My daughter's you? been at bath time starts. We go up at 6.15. I don't know why 6.15. <laughs> I've just realised that's It's weird. so true though. You go 10 past six. You, I think it's a hangover from when naps and military operations because yeah, it matters. Yeah. But now it doesn't really matter. But you're still in that we, mindset. We've been on 6.15 for two years or yeah, whatever. that's what I mean. Unthinkingly. Why is this time the right time? I know. So we normally, we try and get them up at 6. We get them up at 6, but then at 6, we've not eaten properly. We've not tidied the house. But by letting them stay down for longer, we can get the yeah. house sorted. We can eat earlier, 
rather than wait until they're in bed. And then when they're in bed, they're in bed. But all that was happening was they were just coming downstairs crying and then waking up tired crying. And I was yeah. like, this is no way to fucking live. No. Exactly, mate. You've got to adapt. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, uh, one of my bedtime, my bedtime was judged. Do you remember the bill? Yes, I do remember the big Reg Hollis Burnside. Do, you, yeah, do I remember on. the? I'm, I'm surprised you've got a chapter on it. Well, I'm surprised I've got a chapter on it. But um, <laughs> we used to watch the bill, yeah. and I I was allowed to go to sleep at the end of the bill. I was allowed to step oh, to yeah. the end of the bill, and I was allowed. To, you know the feet that walked at the end in the in the closing credits. Yes, I was allowed to stay up until the feet had completely disappeared off the screen. Yeah, and that um, was my bedtime. Well, I remember. I remember going to. I remember watching Bottom before my bedtime, which is probably yeah, not very good, isn't it? No, I watched Bottom. And as we a were kid. we were allowed to do the dance at the end. You know, Rick oh, Mao and yeah, Adrian yeah. Edmondson did the dance. Me yeah. and my brother used to do that. But um, but yeah, I, and Heartbeat. I remember Heartbeat. Then bed on a Sunday oh. after Heartbeat because Greengrass and Nick Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was oh. bedtime. But it I was think... a, it was a better time, Rob. <laughs> it wasn't um, actually, was it? Fifty six no, K modem. <laughs> I been trying to download the new update for Call of Duty on that. Three days. There'd be a new update. <laughs> We never ended. It'd be like painting the fourth bridge, just constantly <laughs> updating the new update. Um, um, but, but yeah, so, so that's worked for, for you. Yes, it's um, but much better. Um, and we're we're getting an extra hour with the kids that we're all enjoying as a family. Oh, that's eating nice. together properly rather than an hour. Of Do you all have the same meals now? Not I, really. I'm wondering when we're going to get to that point where we all have the same dinner. Well, I this is what we're trying to do is I think we'll wait until the they're both in school and because they're, they're, they have school dinners at their school and they're eating mm. better and they're and they're both trying way more food now because yeah. they're eating school dinners with their with their yeah. peers and going around you know for parties and trying different stuff. So I think that's going to be within the next year when the youngest starts primary school and we get proper same schedules. Yes. That's when we're going to do it so it all matches up. Because at the moment, we're still a bit in, out, ear, there and everywhere. And they all different times. So I think that's when we're going to start doing that. Um, but it's hard with my, you know, I'm out a lot at the moment in the evenings. So yeah. you're never really getting that. Everyone home from work at six, sit around a table yeah. kind of thing. So it's sort of like you're forcing, you're forcing something really. And, and I, do, I do think growing up as well, I was not forced to eat too much. But it was very much like, you must eat all your dinner. We all sit down and eat now. Where really, I think... You're better off eating little and often, really, than like a massive meal or something. Totally. I don't know. I'm just trying to work it out because I don't think I've got the healthiest relationship with food. I just, I comfort eat a bit. No, but do you know what? I beat myself up about the bad food that my daughter has. Yeah. But then every other parent I see, everyone, everyone's doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. And I sort of think as well, I think there's sometimes too much pressure. It's almost like a... A thing of like, well, my child eats eats this, but they eat that. Where the reality is, if we all ate fish fingers and veg and baked beans every day, you'd probably be all right. Like, you know, I don't see many fat cats on the same meal every day. If you pick one <laughs> semi-healthy meal, like they, as long as you've got semi-healthy meals that the kids eat, they don't yeah. have to be like, oh, yeah, my kid loves ragu. Or like, yeah. you know, or like, what is ragu? Is ragu a fit? I don't know. I think I meant ravioli. You know when it's like random stuff that they don't necessarily I, I need think to either, like? I think either are a bad example, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? You really make sense of my analogy. <laughs> but I do think some people get hard on to go, oh, yeah, my kids love um, smoked haddock. You know, yeah, like, well, totally. do they? Because you can live your life without eating it. I have. <laughs> you have? Yeah, you're veggie. <laughs> I have, I'm still it. <laughs> he's, he's still it. Barely. Smelly pits. <laughs> smelly fish pits. <laughs> life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Can I just say, if I sound a bit edgy... Edgy? Well, you've got some views. <laughs> no, no, like on edge. Yeah. Um, I'm so thirsty. I'm in a hotel room, Rob. Yeah. I'm so thirsty. Um, are you all right if I just order a bottle of um, water to come up on room service? Oh, yes, please, big dog. Sorry. Did they not put any water in your room? There's no water in the room, and oh. the water from the taps in the oh, bathroom God. is is it's unacceptable tepid. hotels without water. That's my nothing. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. No worries. Okay, cool. Tell them you're Josh Widdicombe. I'm not going to tell them I'm Josh Widdicombe. Say, I need to I need to lubricate my throat to bring joy to the nation. Okay. It's <laughs> ringing. Suck everyone off. <laughs> it's still ringing. Oh, no. Still ringing. Yeah. I'm just going to assume it's still ringing until you talk. It's gone to the O2 messaging service. All right, well, I'll do the whole thing without phone. water then. <laughs> what about in the corridor? But there's no water in the corridor. That sometimes they have little... The new thing they're doing is they give you a bottle of water in your room that's empty and you go and fill it up like you work in an office. Oh, I haven't got that either, mate. Oh, oh well. no. Life goes on. How? Life goes on. So you've sorted out your bedtimes and that's working better? <laughs> much, much better. Because we get the hour in the evening with the kids. Because six... Some, also, some of the times... Six cl- is tight if they're not coming early. home too early. Yeah, especially now at school they're doing clubs and stuff. They don't, she finishes at five on a Monday. Like, get in, shovel food down and stick her in bed. It's like she's been kidnapped. Like, <laughs> let her have a, a bit of time to chill out, poor thing. So, yeah, seven yeah. now is sort of bedtime. And then, like yesterday, they were knackered. So we took them up a bit earlier just because they were exhausted you know we don't force them yeah to, no you must stay awake yeah so that's worked better but i think it's that kind of thing you get stuck in old routines you don't even need anymore but in your head oh that's just what we do but actually what i'm trying to say is try guys adapt adapt or die adapt or die yeah exactly i, I think that's the correct way of approaching life adapt what or time, die. what were your bedtimes as a child rob all over the gaff. I mean, the, the problem was my dad was a black cab driver, so he'd come home late sometimes. So we'd sometimes stay up to see him or we wouldn't see him in the morning because he was sleeping in the morning. So we, yeah. we used to go to bed late. And like my brothers used to work at like supermarkets and as waiters. And then I'd come in late from gigs, you know, obviously when I was yeah. grown up, not like seven. Yeah. But yeah, so we was always quite a late household um, because we were yeah. excited to see my dad. I remember watching the pilot of Sopranos the night before... I went to my first day of secondary school, oh, which wow. is totally unacceptable, isn't it? Really? Yeah, that is. It's like but ninety we'd minutes. All, we'd all watch weird stuff, like growing up, like as you say, Bottom. Yeah, that, I was watching that at ten easily. Yeah, that was so funny though, wasn't it? Oh, it's great. Also, I should say that Josh, I don't want to bring up my own CV, but we're getting a lot of um, listeners talking about my role in Cinderella. I don't know if you've seen uh, me playing a Disney pervert. I haven't seen it yet, but I've, um, I've. Uh, I was speaking to James Acaster about his role in Cinderella this oh, week. Yeah. So, so uh, what was he saying about that? He was saying that um, he's a mouse that turns into a boy. Yep. And in the first scene he filmed on the first take, he had to jump up and land, and then he was a a boy. <laughs> and when he landed, he accidentally did a fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. 
exactly. That's a perfect, perfect scenario. Method acting. Um, have, have your daughters seen it? Yes, they have seen it. Um, and what do they think? The three-year-old laughed and just pointed at Dad and said, Daddy. Um, and then um, the other one ran away. She didn't want to see it. Didn't oh. give a shit. Um, but do they I, know what you do for a living? Do they understand it yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mean they're completely across like no. all the different things, but like, <laughs> but that, that, yeah, to a point they know like because people ask me for photos and stuff. But they, we, some was it the other day? Someone did a photo, and, and Lou went, "Why? Why did they ask? Why? Why? What's happened? What happened there?" And then my oldest went, "Oh, someone wanted a photo for Daddy because he does jokes and they think he's funny, but he's not." And all that uh, kind of nice. stuff. So she's yeah, sort of yeah, slightly yeah. aware aware of what what it is. But then you know, I think sometimes the kids at school say. Oh, well, I saw your daddy on something the other night. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's watch all different stuff. But but yeah, it's, yeah. But it's it's quite weird being the, the pervert in a Disney film when you've got daughters. Do they understand you are acting, or do they now think you're a pervert? The, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they were like upset that I was trying to leave Lou for Cinderella. <laughs> That's good. That's like, good. Yeah. So I, I think it's all fine. But anyway, thank yeah. you for all. Um, thank you for all your photos you keep sending to the Instagram page. <laughs> And because uh, the, the, the shock that you're sending this to me and to the to the parent in hell group is as, as if like I'm not aware I'm in it. Like you're going, you, guys, spotted, spotted. Are you aware that you've, you've popped up in this film? But thank you very much, and thank you for salty appearance from Rob Beckett. Well, yeah. It's, what's difficult is it's quite a, a backhanded compliment to go, oh, you are such a disgusting pervert in this, as if like you know, and then questioning my acting credentials as if that is just who I am. So yeah, um, but I'm, I'm happy to be a the Hollywood Hollywood's um, go-to pervert, you know. Well, you know, there are there's a few, gap, of a, there's a few <laughs> gaps in the market. <laughs> we both raced to it, didn't we? Oh, no, we both raced to it, but we know where we'll be going at the same time. Um, how about you? How's your week been, Josh? Well, I had the most stiff neck um, event uh, in the history of stiff neck events, Rob. Oh, come on. Which uh, you did comment on the Instagram oh, that you said uh, yeah. each photo made your neck go stiffer. Yes, indeed. This is uh, your little day trip out where you uh... went to the Chelsea Flower Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise you have to make when someone's like, oh, look at me, flowers in Chelsea. How was it? Why did you have to wear a suit to go in a garden? <laughs> Shorts and T-shirt, surely, isn't it? <laughs> Don't know. Flip flops to cool. Because I was worried if I, I couldn't. I was worried I might. I, I wanted to look good in case I bumped into Monty Don, who I know you aren't aware who Monty Don yeah, is. Yeah, I found out who he is now, but I, I, no, I had no idea. I had a meeting with the BBC and I didn't know who he was, and they were absolutely disgusted with me. Honestly, mate, that Monty Don was talked about <laughs> at the Chelsea Flower Show like Pele was there. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the BBC, I had a meeting with the BBC and I, I had no idea who Monty Don was, and they were disgusted with me. Yeah, well, Rob, yeah. you wouldn't have fitted in at the Chelsea Flower Show. No. Because uh, Monty Don was talked about in hushed tones. Really? I, th- I think you'd love the Chelsea Flower Show. I actually do. I had this discussion with Rose. What, hang on, why was he talked about in hushed tones? Like, he'd done something like, wrong or they loved like, him? No, no, they were like... Fawning. Does anyone, does anyone know where Monty Don is? Because I'd love to get a selfie with Monty yeah, Don. I think, I think there's some really horny middle-aged women that love oh, mate. Don. Like, yeah. like, like 52... Watch, just watch BBC, no other channels, and they flick through Gardener's World, and they they are keen for the the Don Montgomery, <laughs> Montgomery Don. <laughs> Fucking hell! You've really <laughs> got to have confidence in your kids to let them survive with that name. 
not just survive, he's thrived, right? Like, literally, Look at him. straight to Cambridge, straight out, straight to the BBC. He's a bit, fit. he's fit. Let him do the gardens. I bet that's exactly, <laughs> that's basically his Wikipedia. Well, pop, big posh sod, went to Cambridge. Someone at the BBC went, I know a fit bloke I went to uni with. He can do gardens. <laughs> get the Don out. 40 years later. Best in the biz. Good luck to him. I didn't get to. I didn't get to see Monty Don. No. But, who, did you, um, who did you meet? Any Titch Marsh? Well, uh, I saw Titch Marsh. You I saw me. my neighbour Tommy Walsh. Is he your actual real life neighbour? He lives across the road from me. Dimmock? Is, Any Dimmock? No. Oh. I tried to tell you this last week that my we left the TV on. You know, um, yeah. and it uh, the TV was just on, and then my daughter walked into the room and started watching it on her own, and it was on daytime TV, yeah. and it was on. Charlie Dimmock's Garden Rescue. Oh. And my daughter absolutely loved it. And then for about a week, just demanded we watch Garden Rescue. So what's happened? People getting lost in her garden. It's quite a niche. (laughs) How often does that happen? How big's her garden? It's like 999 meets Gardener's World. Little known fact, Charlie Dimmock's Garden is Dartmoor. (laughs) Occasionally people get lost. Um, So she... um, No, it's like a... It's a base. It's one of those gardening programs where people have a garden that's rubbish, and then yep. Charlie Dimmock turns up and um, makes it into a nice garden. Yep, standard fare, standard Very stuff. Yeah, yeah. But my daughter, who's three and a half, suddenly became obsessed with Garden Rescue, and so the Clangers and Yakadee and you know um, Clangers. Oh God, so I thought he was being misogynistic about Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> So the clangers are there, and she's loving say, it. You can't say that these days, Josh. <laughs> you can't say clangers, Josh. <laughs> you can't talk about Charlie Dimmer <laughs> like that in this day and age. Come on, mate. Don't get us cancelled. <laughs> Some respect. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, God. my daughter stopped watching the melons, right? And she's a... <laughs> melons! Oh, God. Yes, The um, Clangers, the kids' TV show. Josh yeah, wasn't the improved. So all of those have gone out the window. The Clangers and Yakadee and um, Hey Dougie, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And for a week, she solely watched Charlie Dimmock's Garden Rescue. Wow. Oh, that's a much better watch as an adult, though, than having to watch oh, The Clangers. Oh, my God. What a relief. But we've sadly, we've gone back to The Clangers. Oh, um, that's a shame. Yeah. And who do you think I saw? I tell you who I saw, Rob. Who? The man I can't avoid. Only Just... Anton Dubeck. Oh, Couldn't... I thought you meant, I thought you meant your, your own mind. No, that's why I was there. I was trying to lose him at the Rosé Bar. <laughs> Rosé Bar! So Anton Dubeck was there. That's that's three three times in three days, wasn't it? Three times in three days I saw Anton Dubeck. <laughs> and I, I, You've seen him more than the Strictly people. <laughs> I've seen him more than Mrs Dubeck, whoever she must be. Uh, he was very good on Saturday on Strictly as well. I watched Strictly on Saturday. And how how was how was he at the at the uh, at the Chelsea Flower Show? Oh, he was just he's just wonderful company. <laughs> I think he I think he slightly creeped out by me because after last week we, I did Zoe Ball with him. No, not the smell. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had the what one fertilizer show with him. you using on this? Come on, Monty. Stinks of sh- <laughs> stinks of shit here. Oh no, that's me. That's me. My stress sweat. <laughs> I did the one show with him after doing Zoe Ball, and in the middle of the day, yep. as if I hadn't had enough Anton Dubeck, we discussed Anton Dubeck on this pad, on this podcast, which we're yep. recording, and that, about how much I'd seen him. And then when I saw him at the one show, I said to him, I'll see you on Sunday, because in my head I was doing Sunday brunch with him, even though I wasn't doing it with him, because <laughs> I talked about him so much. He was very confused. Oh. And then I saw him on the Monday, and there he was. <laughs> Have you seen him since? You're going to go steady? <laughs> 
Oh, that was was it a fun day? Though? Was that what, was that it one was of the a fun day? We got quite drunk. Was that one of the first days you and um, Rose have been out together without the kids since it's the new one of baby? our first? Th- it's the first oh. day we've done without the kids. Oh, how was that? It was amazing, Rob. So who who had the baby? Uh, we had a nanny. Nanny, for the day. Oh, it's a little babysitter. Babysitter. What, what age is it? What age is it? Not a nanny. And it's just a babysitter. I think that's a babysitter. I think a nanny is if when they're there full time. All right, then we had a babysitter. Yeah, okay, cool. So we went and then we... Yeah, because my mum thinks you've got a full-time nanny. Why does she think that? Because you say nanny. All right, well, we haven't. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. You, got, you had a babysitter. I think for... nanny shows, shows more respect to the trade. That's why I use the term nanny. Because to me, babysitter implies a 15-year-old who's like doing their GCSE revision in front of the TV <laughs> yeah. while the kids are asleep upstairs. Do you know with, what I mean? Yeah, with a Dr. Reutker in the oven she brought herself from yeah, the shop. exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> exactly. the image. Of, she's invited her boyfriend round and not told you. That's what <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The babysitter. <laughs> um, so you had the babysitter slash nanny for the day and then it was your first day out. Did you get too drunk or did you pace yourself? No, not too bad. Had, um, But it was... We had a couple of champagnes, and then you, and then it was a free rosé bar. Free rosé, that's deadly. Rosé is deadly. So, so we got blanked, Rob. Me and Who Tom Allen it? got blanked. Who by? Well, this is the thing. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Come on. Right. So there was a man there, <laughs> and he was selling. He was selling. He'd invented an outdoor. It's basically. Uh, a very, very big barbecue where you put your legs underneath it. It's a full kitchen that <laughs> goes in your garden. Put your legs under a barbecue. <laughs> to warm them under a blanket, under the barbecue. Yeah. i tell you who it is, Rob. <laughs> and so he was at his stall. Right? He's a famous yeah. person. So is it like a bit of a, like a, there's loads of gardens, but there's also loads of co- companies selling stuff for gardens. Yeah, there, so, like, so, you know, yeah. let, let's put it this way. Tom Allen's dad bought some secateurs. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's very much a Tom Allen dad purchase. Yeah, exactly. Lovely man, um, Paul, Paul Allen. Yeah, Paul Allen, lovely man. Um, and so um, me and Tom and Rose, my wife, went to... <laughs> this guy was doing the, the kind of hobnobbing with the people that were trying to buy his barbecue. Yeah. We Tom, come and Tom sit down. In the market. Tom's in the market for a barbecue. He's, only, he's well, just moved to house, you know. This guy didn't even acknowledge we were there. Oh, in what way? He just, he just genuinely... You got a photo? Yeah, I've got a photo of him. God, it felt you've got real beef with this guy. What do you mean well, by I didn't it acknowledge you? Like, didn't know that you were someone fake? You, you implying no, you not, should know right, you he did, he, he didn't even consider that we might be in the market for a leg-warming barbecue. So he just sort of, like, dismissed you, not just, like, wasn't interested well, he, in selling it to you? He didn't, it wasn't that he dismissed us. He just, he, it's like we weren't there. <laughs> did you try and talk to him? Well, we sat down at the same table. You'll see where we're sat, Rob. Okay. <laughs> oh, so it's a big table with a barbecue in the middle, a bit like a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can cook at the barbecue and everyone can sit around it and have a yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sat at the table. Yeah. And he completely ignored you. can see you. how close we are to him. Yeah, yeah, it's very awkward. And can you see who it is? It's Guy Ritchie. It's Guy Ritchie. Buying a barbecue table. No, selling it. What? It's his invention. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Ritchie barbecue table. Why is he doing that? This is the Guy Ritchie outdoor kitchen. He was, married, he was married to Madonna. <laughs> anyway, he was all right. I didn't know you had Wikipedia up. <laughs> I know, but you don't. I mean, what's it, why is he selling kitchens? <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, he's not doing selling them to me and Tom Allen. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, he's sneaky little bugger. He, it was in. It was a scene in the Gentleman. You know his film. So he did right. his own product placement. Did he? Yeah, 
Oh, it's a five grand barbecue. 50 grand barbecue. 50 grand. Yeah, I was going to say it's 50 grand. No way. Fuck me. I'd just like to say we were ushered in on the proviso that we got a free glass of rosé, not because we wanted to buy one for 50 grand. Yeah, he knows you ain't buying it. You ain't spending 50 grand on that. He knows for a fact we're not buying it, mate. It looks amazing, but 50 grand's obscene, isn't it? What does it do? It warms your legs and cooks food at the same time. He's quite cool, isn't he, for his age? No, absolutely not, Rob. He's rude. Oh, did he even say hello to you at all? No, he did not, Rob. <laughs> I used to own Snatch on VHS. Not a fucking sniff of a hello. He knows you ain't got 50 grand for a barbecue, he, that's why. He knows I've not got 50... He knows that, by the look of that, if I put that in my in my garden, we'd have to shimmy round it to get round the garden. He's looking for big dogs. Abramovich, Warren Buffett, Buffett. Who does your buffer? The barbecue expensive, previously admitted to having 30 different grills, said the wild table's a brand new way to... Oh, he's getting free advertising now. I mean, who's buying it, though? No offence to anyone listening to this, but I, I don't I, think I'm many gonna people... I'm going to say, yeah... I, I, I love our listeners, but I don't think they're in the market for this. No, exactly. I don't know. You know, you've got to be a multi-million, multi-multi-millionaire. And this is like big dog shit. It's like Kim Kardashian shit. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. So he ignored you. Um, well, that's it. I'm glad you had a nice time out, though, Rose. Nice little trip I'm gonna out. T- I'm going to take you next year, Rob. See how you like it. Oh, I don't think I can handle it. I tell you what. <laughs> I re- that's why I want to take you. I re- next time, I think you go over, you pick your hand out and go, Richie, how much for the barbecue? <laughs> And then I go, I haven't got that kind of money. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, though. Imagine if the, the, you like upload a picture in a few weeks' time and you've actually got the barbecue and you've done – this is your secret deal to give him oh, advertising God, on the podcast and you've actually snuck it past me and the listeners oh, inside a training for your 50 grand table. Oh, my word. Yeah, me and Guy. Imagine it. I think, I think that would break us. Do you know what? It would take so long to explain to Guy Ritchie what this podcast was and why it was worth him giving me a free barbecue to mention it on it, I think. If if I got one of them for free, I'd immediately sell it and just keep the money. Of course, for scrap, at least. (laughs) Um, How's how's it been parenting-wise, though, this week, Josh? Are you working a bit less? a lot of early starts, Rob. Yeah, I've seen you, a lot of Schumacher documentaries. Is that a bit too bleak? I watched the Schumacher documentary. Um, What time did you start that? um, I started that about quarter past five in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> so you get through about half a documentary a morning and then you finish it off the net that, that's hard though because you, especially with the Schumacher one you get like quite a fun opening doc and then the rest of the you have to you start Tuesday really down because you get the end of it yeah yeah exactly I'm watching a lot of documentaries just about old sport have you seen them untold ones on Netflix they're really good uh I've watched the one where about the um the malice in the palace yeah so all the I watch the rest of the others they're amazing well, Rob, don't worry. I've got time to. <laughs> so you're, about, you're getting up at 5.30ish and then you do the morning shift and then you go to work. Oh, I, I tend to get up 5.30ish and then I get back to bed. I get another half hour, 45 minutes. At what time is that? I get up? About eight. Okay, so when Rose is up, then you go back for half hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a nice little setup. Do you know what, Rob? I, yeah. I hate to say it, but it is a lovely period of the morning. It is because you're, mm. you're up. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, no? yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally disagreeing, but letting you finish. Go on. Well, I tell you why. <laughs> Go on. Because it changes markedly once you have a child that wants to choose the television, or yes, or, or actively doesn't want to kind of you know just be bounced up and down on your legs while yeah. you make faces at them, or be on one of those mats with the dangly things. But in fact, 
needs proper input because so, then it's tiring. So the storm's coming, basically, is what you're saying. I know the storm's coming. I'm just trying to get in as yep. many documentaries as possible at this point. So it's quite a magical time of the morning and you're really enjoying it. Can I ask you a question? You're away of work at the moment in a hotel. Yeah. Um, will you be getting up at 5.30am in the hotel to watch a documentary or will you sleep in if possible? I couldn't possibly comment at this Yes, day. I'm just saying yeah. it'd be a shame no, to no. miss that magical part of the day. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. Yeah, and, and would. I'm sure Rose wants to hear that you're up at 5.30. You know what? This morning, I, I overslept in the hotel. I was annoyed at myself. It was 7.30. <laughs> I'd missed out on the oh, chance. All that magical time. Usain Bolt. <laughs> all that magical time you could have had. Gone in an instant, Josh. What are you thinking? I know. Such an error of judgment. And I do regret it now. I do regret it. I will admit that. Um, Josh, um, I've got some information that might help our listeners about the oh, Entertainer God. Toy Shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know the Entertainer Toy Shop. Um, did you know it's always shut on Sundays? I didn't know. I thought that was just a Bromley one, but no, nationwide, because they're so religious. No. Yeah. Never open like Entertainer in the sky. <laughs> so they're always shut on Sunday, right? And also, don't sell anything that promotes the occult. Oh, including- really? Including Harry Potter. <gasps> you can't buy me. They really believe in like like God. They really believe in God that they're willing <laughs> to like That's a big market, isn't it? Obviously you can't take your riches into heaven, everyone knows that. But like um I know. Yeah, that is Do you know who else won't do Sundays? What's that? Due to being uh very religious? Who? Dan Walker. Oh, strictly. But he's yeah. Well, well, he just never gets the results, does he, from his dancing? Well, Rob, I'm starting to suspect that results is recorded on Saturday night if Dan Walker's still there. Yes, but I know that I know that they film Strictly all on a Saturday. They do the dance and the results and they just put the answers, the results, the answers. Yeah. They just put the next show on the Sunday, even though they recorded it on totally a Saturday. Yeah. However, what happens if it goes past midnight? Does Dan Walker? Walker. I heard that once he, he turned down Match of the Day because it went beyond midnight. Oh, idiot. <laughs> come on mate even God would go come on it's match of the day do you know what I mean like come on <laughs> come on Walker oh, also Walker all you're doing is like the top goal scorers the table and like Burnley versus Southampton oh, yeah, exactly. being nil nil exactly it's only like you know you're, you're doing a line of coke and presenting TFR Friday do you know what I mean on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to respect people's religion I tell you what that entertainer thing is amazing You'd think that'd be like their second most popular day of the week. Fair play to them. Yeah, so no, that's interesting though, isn't it? Occult stuff. That is very interesting. I don't even know what the occult is. It's just anything that worships sort of the hell hell stuff. Yeah. Parent in like hell. Par- he, won't, he won't be able to come oh, on no. it. Oh, no. <laughs> of course we can't put Dan Walker. Name change for a week? Parent in heaven with Dan Walker. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Why don't we do Instagrams and emails? I've got a couple of good emails on Friday before the amazing Lucy Beaumont. But for now, tell me some more updates from your life. So more updates from my life. Okay, well, I went to, I was filming in Iceland, right, this week. Yeah. I was, went to Iceland, um, Heathrow Airport, uh, queues back two hours. Absolute nightmare to get yeah. through uh, passports. Anyway, don't want to... Dad's gone to Iceland. Bit of fun. I actually saw an Iceland shop in Iceland. Oh, did you, lovely. Did you know that Iceland... Was it open on a Sunday? Uh, God knows. I don't know what day of the week it was when I was well, there. God it's does just... know. That's the problem. <laughs> well, it was... A, do you know, Iceland, the country, tried to sue Iceland the shop for stealing its name. No. And then, apparently, allegedly, I don't know if it's true or not, it's what the guide said, that apparently the um, ice and the shop say, we have 1.9 million shoppers a week and there's only 360,000 people in Iceland. So actually, we are the dominant Iceland. Oh, wow. No. It's good, isn't it? And is it? But, I mean, let's see which of you can get the furthest in the Euros. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> well, All the shoppers from Iceland. I reckon you get a couple of good players. Yeah. Wayne Rooney. You know I mean? Imagine Wayne Rooney goes in just to pick up a Gatto before he knows it. He's in the semi-final <laughs> against Greece. Um, Which is, do you know what? Better than he ever did when he played for England. But yeah. let's not get into that. And they win because they're playing against a team of mechanics that have just used Greece because that's how oh, the world works. Very nice. Anyway, back to religion. When I was in yeah. Iceland, it the used to be... cast of Greece. It Sorry. Used to be, <laughs> it used to be really religious, um, Iceland, and now it isn't as much. Hmm. Um, and they've got this amazing church right in the middle of this in Reykjavik. But I was in this... Um, hotel room and it had really like thick double glazing windows i thought that's really weird it's like yeah. it's no one in iceland it's quiet everywhere anyway in the middle of the night i opened the window because it was a bit hot in the room and um church bells went off yeah. every 40 minutes throughout the night i was oh next to God. the church it was like having a newborn but you know when you're half asleep you i couldn't work out what was going on because every time they they rang they stopped for a bit and then i just i just didn't see all night I just got, it was like having a newborn in the room so why were they ringing every 40 yeah. minutes and that having to be resettled i think we need to do cry out with the church <laughs> just ring your bell for as much as possible um, and uh, yeah, it was mad, but I don't know why it's every 40 minutes. If anyone knows why in Reykjavik it is every 40 minutes, please let me know. But it was, it was brutal. But then the next night oh. I shut the windows. It was fine. But uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was. It's Iceland horrific. not a bit cold for you to open the windows. So it, Iceland, it absolutely freeze. It's also, there are no, they don't have umbrellas because they are useless. Because what? it's so windy and the rain comes from the side. You just both have oh, to put on like word. a hood and a hat. And it was, there's, there's one bit of banter that they love in Iceland. Icelandic people are very similar to sort of British people, very yeah. self-deprecated, where they go, if you don't like the what? Oh, my God. Oh God. Fire alarm's going off, Rob. Oh, no. Oh, it stopped. It must be a test. Every 40 minutes that's happened at this hotel. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> it's actually run by evangelical Christian company <laughs> that are very anti the occult being spoken about in their premises. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so they've this one joke where they say, if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes and it'll change. 
and they're right. It constantly changes. So what happens is ah. sometimes the rooms are so warm because it's so cold normally. But if it is hot out there and you've got your thermals and you'll get in and it will be red hot because it's all built to be warm kind of thing. So it's, yeah. it's an absolute layer nightmare. And then the, we went up this mountain thing and I was freezing cold. And then I was so cold and the room couldn't get warm. I, I laid on the bed for an hour still with all my outside clothes on. Oh, my word. Just to try and warm up. But it's, but it's a great oh. place to go and visit, but it's pretty parky, to be fair. And was the beard good, Rob? Did the beard help? The beard did help, actually. My beard is... Oh, God, I've, my, I've been so busy recently. My face looks mental. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. We'll put it on Instagram. But I'm getting a haircut today because I just I can't... I'm going on telly and stuff. I look like... You look I, like you... I look you like look I've just like been found. A, yeah, you do. You look like you're in an unpopular American indie band. Can you listen to... That's my beard. Can you hear that on the... That's my beard. Yeah, I can. You'd have had to tidy up if I took you to the Chelsea Flower Show, Rob. I've said, <laughs> I look, I look like a prepper. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> what a photo wow. that is. Because also your hair from that angle looks quite well cut. So it looks like the beard is an intentional kind of grow yes, out. Yes, exactly. It was a very good haircut. Paul Sweeney, big shout out to ELP Barbershops yeah. and Wall Street. Say what? Um, and um, yeah, so it's, it's a good haircut, but it's grown out too long now and it looks insane. But the, the, the thing, because I was away for four nights, this is what happens sometimes when I work away from home without the kids. And when you're so used to looking after the kids, when I come back and I take them out, I forget to watch them because I forgot how to be a dad for four days. Oh, God. You know, you get, you get used to it. So I was in like the soft play and I looked at my phone, looked up, I was like, I've got no idea where my fucking kid is <laughs> at all. Because <laughs> I just sort of forgot because I was used to just looking after me. And um, it was, yes, I was, I was it's like a panic because you, you do forget how to be a dad quite quickly. Yeah. Like, what's it like being away from your kids for four days like that? Because when I find I film for four days, it's weird. It feels odd. I really, really miss them. And I think, because it's a bit like, you know, I knew Lou before um, we started uh, gigging loads and stuff. So she's mm. sort of quite used to it, where it's such, it's so antisocial, my life. And everything's different yeah. every week. It's never the same. Totally. And I'm not moaning. I'm, I love my job and I'm very lucky to be doing something I love. But the, the worst part is, is the lack of routine. You're always off somewhere else, do this, do that, different studio here. You never go into the same place all the time. So you can't plan ahead. And, yeah. you know, if you meet someone when you're in the middle of that, I've, a lot of comedians and people that do what we do find it difficult to settle down with someone because you've got such an antisocial lifestyle but Lou yeah. was used to it but then because of lockdown and being at home and the kids are used to me being at home and I'm used to being at home I'm finding it really hard to be away from them it's horrible yeah. like, and stuff so it's it was lovely to come back it's only three or four nights but yeah so I, that, I'm really struggling with that a little bit at the moment and, and you know I've got a lot more of it coming up over the next few weeks of filming away and doing um, tour shows and stuff like that. But yeah, I found, I found it, I'm finding it quite difficult, but yeah, it is what it is. It is and you, can't, you can't really do much about it, to be honest. But hopefully it'll come no. down when the, when the tour, tour, tour finishes and stuff. But Hopefully one day we'll be, both be less successful and popular, Rob, and then we can see our children. Well, no, that's not really what happens there is you still have to be away as much, but you may not be playing to such um, the same amount of yeah, that's, people. That's like, you actually have to be away more. You have to be away more um, and sometimes for less money because I definitely was away more and earned less money when I first started out with four kids. I'm going to drive into Exeter for 40 quid. And... Nothing wrong with Exeter, Rob. You should oh, yeah. pay 40 quid to go there. It's that nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying you're doing more in petrol, especially at the moment. Bloody hell. The old corn exchange. That I mean, in Exeter, I don't mean them. Um, that wasn't what I referred to petrol as. <laughs> no bloody corn exchange, mate. Good luck with that. <laughs> Unleaded corn, my end. <laughs> It sound like I had a really like I was making a satirical point that neither of us understood. Right, should, just do a couple. Should we do a couple of inst uh, Instagrams, or should we go do a small on. business shout out? There's a couple of Instagrams and a small business shout out. Yeah, yeah. Go on. 
Here we go. Um, things I don't have an opinion on. This is something we asked for. I quite enjoy oh, these. Oh, I love things I don't have an opinion on. Will from Leeds. Love the podcast. I don't have an opinion on whether milk goes in first or last in the tea. Great. That's great thing to not have an opinion on. What an easier People life. very strong viewed on that and they shouldn't be. Here we go. Um, this is from Leanne. Megan and Harry, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. Do continue to send those. This is Emma. Things don't have an opinion on. Pineapple on pizza. Don't care either way. <laughs> Sazzy underscore H. Hiya. This is one for not having an opinion on. A few years ago, I made my partner toast for breakfast and having run out of his usual spread preference, said, we have Marmite. Do you like Marmite? And he shrugged and said, uh, I'm not fast. I don't love it and I don't hate it. Undermined an entire decade-long marketing campaign. <laughs> the ultimate thing to not have an opinion on. <laughs> exactly. Two fingers up to the PR department. <laughs> Go swivel. Um, right. I've got a more tired than Josh, but these are always good. Okay, go on. There we go. Um, love the podcast. It has been imagine this. I hate the podcast. I just love the attention of something being read out. <laughs> I think it's a given. Thank you, though, for the lovely messages. Um, hi, guys. It has been keeping me entertained during the darker moments of parenting. I had my second child two weeks ago in lockdown and looking after a baby and attempted to homeschool. A very reluctant seven-year-old boy has taken its toll. After I had my first son seven years ago, I was so exhausted, I was hallucinating. One night, I woke up and in the night and rolled over to grab my phone to look at the time. I wondered why my phone wasn't doing anything. After too long, I realised I wasn't holding my phone. It was my other hand. I thought my left hand was my phone and I'd been jabbing it with my fingers. Oh, my God. She was feeling a little just jabbing her hand. She was jabbing her own hand thinking it was the phone. Oh, that happened to me. Because before I went to do this filming, Josh, I've been look, doing loads of stuff for the kids and work, working a lot. Anyway, I've, I've been getting like silly o'clock flights like, or trains at mm. like 7, 8 in the morning. So I've been getting up about R4 in, uh, in a cab at 5 a.m. And, and I, I don't know about you, when I've got to be up at R4, I just basically lay in bed looking at the clock waiting for it to be R4. Yeah, so awful, I don't actually awful, go awful, asleep. Awful. Anyway, so I fell asleep and I woke up and got panicked and thought I was being picked up at 3. So at 2.30 a.m., I got up, got showered, packed my bag and went downstairs in the reception oh, of the hotel and then just had to come back up again. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> an absolute lunatic. Oh, oh mate. Here we go. This is a really good one to end on, I think, before small business shout out. Hola, I'm English and my husband is Portuguese. <laughs> when my children were born, we were told to burn the umbilical cord. Oh, my oh, God. My, what? This is a Portuguese thing. This is a Portuguese thing. We wouldn't be allowed to do that in the entertainer. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Just go on a Sunday and do it outside the shop. They won't, they won't even know. <laughs> when my children were born, we were told to burn the umbilical cord. You have to burn it because if you throw it away and a rat eats it, your child will become a thief. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? So, so this is like some sort of Portuguese folklore thing, right? Um, I, I assume, she's not actually said that, but I assume from the Portuguese husband, like, <laughs> rather than just that she's got a really weird husband. Um, here we go. I think it's like an old tradition. Okay. Trying to burn an umbilical cord is a nightmare. <laughs> My husband was outside of a lighter and the smell of burning flesh. Got to put some petrol on it. And it was disgusting. In the end, we put it on the barbecue. What? They just cooked it on the barbecue to burn it. Oh, my God. Oh I assume my... it was a disposable one for that purpose. You can't stick it on. Imagine sticking that on Guy Ritchie's 50 grand one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This this barbecue's been worth every penny. 
It's what the only thing. I'm burning an umbilical cord at yeah. the same time. He sold 20,000 in Portugal in one day alone. <laughs> um, right, just a small business shout out. Hello, I'm hoping you'll include me in your small business shout out. I worked for a large retail chain who closed all of their stores and made thousands of people redundant just before lockdown one. After the COVID redundancy, WTF do I do now? I set up Knots and Crosses Bakery. I make soft pretzels from home in loads of different flavours yes, and yes, did please. doorstep deliveries all across Teesside through the height of lockdown. I still do my deliveries now alongside some markets, but things have got quieter since the world is opening up again, so any shout-outs would be great. I get up at 3am when I'm baking so I can get my work done without the kids under my feet, six and three-year-olds. Homeschooling alongside running a business oh, from home word. was fun. I listen to a podcast while I'm working and yours is always one of the front of the queue. And always a great cheer up when I felt like everything was a bit too much. Thanks for keeping us smiling. Beth, so that's at Knots and Crosses Bakery on Instagram. I'm sure she must do home, um, must post them out as well. But um, yeah, let's go get, give some support there. She goes made redundant and uh, buy yourself some pretzels. Do you like pretzels? You sounded quite excited about that. I love it. I love a soft pretzel. Right, here we go. At Knots, K-N-O-T-S and Crosses Bakery. Um, yeah, give her a follow. Look, they look amazing. Good luck with it. And um, yeah, you can order, DM to order availability from 8th of October. Get your orders in. Get yourself a soft pretzel, guys. My sister has started up her own business, which could solve all your mental load stroke party planning problems. Josh, you think you have party planning sorted, but this is what you need. How dare they? <laughs> At by the boxful, B-Y-V-B-O-X-F-U-L. It's basically a party in a box. Everything you Ooh. need for a kid's party. Table decks, party bags, balloons, crafts, etc. Very good idea. That's a good idea. No, no more searching on Amazon for questionable bunting and pom bears. How dare you? Take the stress out of the prep. Everything you need delivered to your door. Stroke Park. www.theboxful.co.uk Supporting my sister who's had her first baby during the pandemic and managed to create a small business at the same time. Love the pod. Thanks, Cara. Good work. Oh, it looks great. I've just seen it. So you, buy, you just get it all in one. So you don't yeah. have to go all over. Oh, they do Halloween ones, Jungle Safari. Help them out, guys. Uh, we will see you on Friday when we've got Lucy Beaumont, and it is an absolutely brilliant episode. She's brilliant. <laughs> right, enjoy. Absolutely one of my favourite people to interview in the world. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.